Buckle up! This podcast is going to be all about the journey. Hi, I'm Clara, your host of Talk Journey to Me podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast really stemmed from the thought that everyone comes from a different background and how they have handled their highs and lows of life. Join us as we dive deeper into my guest's story. Buckle up for a new episode of Talk Journey to Me. On this episode, you're going to hear from a good friend of mine, Nicole. I'm so excited that she is here to talk to you more about her journey. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Clara, for having me. I'm excited to be here, and I'm so excited to um, see you following your dreams and launching your podcast. Yay. It's so good. I'm so excited. I hope people love it as much as I do. That's all I want. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. With the energy and the love you've put into it, it's going to be amazing. I just know it. I know. Super excited. So for my audience that who may not know you, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so um, I'm Dr. Nicole Garitano. I like to call myself a recovering academic because up until so many months ago, I was in full-time academia and practiced as a nurse practitioner. I always had my coaching business on the side, uh, but I have stepped full force into it and I'm loving my entrepreneurial journey. So I really love to work with women and help them understand themselves better inside their business and help them um, eliminate those limiting beliefs that sometimes creep in and really sabotage us from pursuing our dreams. Oh, it's so good. And I love everything that you do with all of the human design stuff. It's so good. I love it all. And we haven't even touched the surface. Um, So for the podcast, um, we're here to talk more about a part of your journey, either professionally or personally, um, that has shaped you to who you are today um, and what has impacted your life the most. So I want to know all the deets. Oh, yes. So let's see. What shall I pick? There's been so many things that have happened um, in my life that have been so impactful on my journey. I'm a real believer in um, turning obstacles into opportunities. And as I've gotten older, I've definitely looked back and seen where there've been divine detours, you know, where God was like, uh, you're going this way. Uh, even though I thought I was going to go um, another way. And so I think it's just really important for people to recognize in their own lives when you think about the different hardships, was it really a hardship or was it really a divine detour in a new direction? So, you know, with that being said, I think one of the most profound journeys um, I've probably been on was the journey to becoming a mother, um, the adoption journey. So my husband and I, uh, you know, battled infertility and then ultimately decided um, on adoption And it's just a really unique story because when we got married, you know, he had originally thought, oh, we're going to have kids right away. And then he kind of changed his mind. And so I didn't know what to think. I thought maybe it was just a passing thing. And, you know, but no, like he was really pretty set on it. So a few years into our marriage, um, he finally said, well, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe we should maybe we should have a baby. And at that point, I was kind of like, well, no, now I have all these things going on in my career. And, (laughs) you know, so we just weren't seeing eye to eye on it. So um, eventually, you know, like another couple years went by, and we already got we got married, and we were already in our 30s. So it wasn't like we were getting any younger, you know what I mean, in order and starting a family. And so um, when when the time came, it just wasn't happening. And so we realized it was going to cost a lot of money, you know, to work with these different doctors. And with my healthcare background, 
I just really knew that statistically speaking with some of the things we were looking at, we could throw thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially at all those treatments and never have a baby to show for it. And so it was really on my heart to adopt. And I, I opened up the topic to him and he just was like, shut down. Like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I don't feel good about that. And so I thought, okay, I'll just leave it alone. But I just kept feeling that way. Like I get up and meditate every morning and I just kept hearing like adopt, 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 adopt. And so I waited a while. I would just bring it up on and off. And so finally one night I just laid it out to him. Like, look, we could spend all this money with the physicians, you know, in those settings, or we could spend the same amount of money. And, you know, eventually something's going to happen with adoption. It may take a while. So um, he finally agreed and we um, did our home study and there's like anybody out there listening that's adopted, you know what I'm talking about. You pretty much feel like you've gone through the ringer, been (laughs) questioned in front of a judge and (laughs) a jury um, to even be eligible to adopt a child. And so um, that was really grueling and it takes a real emotional toll. So of course, as soon as it was done, like you want to get a call instantly, like you want to get chosen immediately. (laughs) And that's just not the way it works. And so we were about six months into the process after our home study was approved. And um, my husband was getting really discouraged. Like he was trying to look up um, like kids in the foster system. Like he just felt like he had to make it happen. And I just really knew it was out of our control. There's so many things we want to control in life. And just like you can't control when you win or if you get pregnant, you can't control when or if you're chosen in adoption. And so I, one day, it was very strange. Like I knew he was super frustrated. It was right before the holidays. And um, I like was journaling and doing my prayer and meditation time. And I like just distinctly wrote down, like prepare the space, prepare the space, prepare the space. So I thought about it and I'm like, well, that's interesting because the bedroom we have set aside for a nursery still had a few boxes from when we moved into this house. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'm supposed to not like decorate the room, but maybe we should get those boxes out of there. So I went in that day and took all my boxes out. And when my husband got home that night over dinner, I said to him, I was like, Hey, this is what I heard today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you're going to think I'm crazy probably, but this is what I heard. And so I went and moved my last few boxes, but I don't know what you want to do with the stuff in your boxes. I said, so whenever you have time, if you want to move that stuff, it would be great. I didn't really think he would do it. You know, it might take a while. Well, after dinner that night, he went upstairs and he cleaned out all the boxes (laughs) and like two days later, we got a call that they wanted to show our profile. And that particular birth mom chose us. And when they called to tell us she chose us two days later, they also said she was on her way to the hospital in labor. (laughs) Wow. It was super fast. And um, that experience, like just it happening so fast and Mm -hmm. having to like pick up your whole life and go across the country. We knew where we were going. We'd have to stay like at least a month, maybe longer to be able to leave the state was like, oh, like so um, intense, right? Like super intense. And, um, you know, I don't know how to describe it. Like I was packing and I just would like, I would like burst into tears because I'm like, I have no family there. Like I have nobody to help me. What am I going to do? And my husband was going to have to come home and fly back and forth because he couldn't take all that time off work. Right. So, you know, it was going to be all me. 
um, in this extended stay hotel. Um, so I just remember I stood in the closet that day, like trying to grab things and pack fast. And, you know, we'd already gone and bought all the baby stuff we needed all in one day and loaded the car with all of it because we had to haul it all out there. Um, I just remember standing in the closet, like, okay, like the right people are going to be there. Like the right things are going to happen. Um, and I'm going to be able to do this. Like, I just know it. I just know like God's going to give me the right people. And like, it couldn't have been more perfect. I'll be honest. We got there, checked into the extended stay hotel. Like like they, they knew why we were there, why we had to stay so long. And I mean, I just look back on it now. It was like being in a Hallmark movie. I mean, everybody was so accommodating. <laughs> everybody was trying to help us. Um, there was actually another family staying there at the time who had gone through a job transfer mm -hmm. and they had adopted their daughter. So I had this like woman every day who had adopted her daughter and they would hang out with me. Um, and it was amazing. So everything just, I don't know, like I, I had to totally trust. It was like blind faith. And there were so many elements of blind faith to that journey because the birth mom could have changed her mind when we right. got there and we did get to meet her. And that's a whole grueling situation in of itself because you have this person that loves their baby. You know what I mean? Is trying to do the best thing, make the best decision. And it's like, you just want to hug her and like, you know, like there's so much you want to say and do, and there's only so much she's even able to accept right at that point because of what she's going through in the process. So um, I don't know. The adoption journey is just the greatest most profound journey I've probably been on. I knew if I could do that, um, there's probably nothing that I can't do. Um, and, you know, talk about divine detours, everything my husband was trying to force to happen. Um, right. And now, now we look at our lives five years later and it's like, oh no, like this is exactly what was meant to happen. This is exactly the child that was supposed to be part mm -hmm. of our family. Like it was, it was planned before we got here. I always say that you know, like it's divine. Like we were meant to be a family and we all found each other. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my big journey. Oh, it's so good. And I think it's, it's great how the moment you can just feel it when like, you're talking about it, the, the moment that you were like, he's not going to go get those boxes and move them. And he did. And you're like, here comes the baby like <laughs> yes. that type of situation that you just know, like yeah. once that person kind of gives in or you just hand it over to fate and it just happens. So, yeah. Yeah. And what's amazing about like that particular part of the story is that we met couples after we adopted that were also on the adoption journey. And every time we would tell them that story, you know, we would like have them over, have dinner, you know, like we mm -hmm. knew what it was like to feel like nobody's going to pick us. Nobody's going to pick us. And we're awesome. Right. <laughs> like, we're awesome people. Pick us, pick us. Um, so we'd always like invite these couples over and let them like see us as a family and like really try to encourage them that, Hey, it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. And, mm -hmm. you know, share that story about prepare the space. And I am not lying, Clara, ever, almost every single couple we've talked to, after we've met with them and told them that story within days to a week, they've gotten a call and gotten matched. That's crazy. So I do feel like that story is really profound that people need to hear that. Yeah. We don't always sure. listen to those inner nudges that we get. And it's mm -hmm. like so important in any area of your life that you're really tapping in to your inner knowing. Right. Even when it sounds crazy, you know, yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. Right. 
It's so good. That's so good. So with that being said, how do you want to make an impact on others? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, there's so many ways I want to make an impact, but I feel like I'm really here. Um, I feel my purpose is to teach others, inspire others and empower others. So whether that's in their businesses, whether that's in their mindset, whether that's in their family and their relationships, you know, everything's intertwined. And so I feel like I'm here like to be a light and a guide and really help other people see the way when they can't see it for themselves. Oh, it's so good. Ah, I just feel so at peace. Like I said this on like Lindsay Dunlap's too, where I just, every time that I talk to like you and her, I feel like I can uh -huh. just like, I can just lay down and take a nap because it's just so soothing. <laughs> Oh, so well, don't take a nap during your podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> um, so I've enjoyed talking with you today. And I know that my audience will probably want to learn more about you and what you do. So where can they find you? Yeah, so my website is NicoleGaritano.com. And then you can find me on Facebook if you just search Nicole Garitano. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at at nicole.garitano.coach. Awesome. Those are the best ways to connect. Perfect. And I want to thank you so much for hopping on and talking about your journey with me and my listeners and also to my listeners. And I hope you enjoy the next episode. <laughs>